But you might be mistaken to think that, that we don't already have a mission and a clear vision. Um, because that, of course, comes from Jesus Christ. And you hear us talk about this all the time, but we get this straight out of the Great Commission, where Jesus himself, right before he ascends to heaven, gives his disciples this last command. He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So you'll notice that our mission statement or vision statement is we glorify God by making disciples in our neighborhood and beyond. Almost just plagiarize Jesus there because he has given us this mission. He's given us this, um, this thing that we're supposed to be about. And really, this is what all churches everywhere that confess the Lord Jesus are supposed to be doing. The question is, how do we do that? And that's what we're here to talk about today. All right. So now Pastor Bill's going to come and talk to you for a moment about um, the last meeting that took place in 2012 uh, to catch us up to speed with where Life Church was, and then we're going to look at how we're going forward. Thanks, Pastor. Okay, um, we, we, we wanted very much to set the stage here for the things that we talked about last time we met, which was 2012. So it's been about two and a half years since we uh, gathered and we had a meeting like this. Now, what we did in that particular meeting, as far as the dynamic went, is we had someone just lead us through a process of uh, sort of figuring out what our strengths and our weaknesses were um, and, and some process of, of uh, choosing the things that were most important to us at that time that we wanted to do. And there are a number of things that came out of that. But let me just rehearse to you some of the kinds of things that came to the surface as we were discussing and dialoguing back and forth through the exercises of that particular gathering uh, two and a half years ago, all right? Um, talking, first of all, about our strengths, all right? What what stood out for Life Church? What made Life Church a bit distinctive in some way? Or what did we see as the, the things that we had in place as a body of believers uh, whereby we could do ministry and be effective within our neighborhood and even beyond that? And let me just run through a list here kind of of what some of the strengths were that came out during that particular meeting. So just listen and see if maybe some of these things even resonate with you now as well as, as back then. But um, it was said of Life Church that, number one, we are a generous church. We're very generous, very giving uh, in, in, in how we serve in the community. Uh, very life-giving. Life Church has always had that as a theme, is that we are a life-giving community. Uh, Close-knit. The people of Life Church felt very closely knitted to one another in relationship. It was a comfortable church. It's a very easy church to, uh, to enjoy faith in. Um, Relaxed church, casual church. People thought that that was, was definitely a strength for us as our sort of relaxed way um, of doing life together. A very caring church. This came out uh, numerous times in our meeting is that we had a heart to care for other people. Maybe not knowing exactly how to do that, but there was def definitely a heart of caring in us. We were labeled as a spirit-led church. We very much wanted the spirit, the Holy Spirit leading us. Very welcoming church, um, a passionate church, uh, an authentic church, and a gospel-centered church. So these are things that, that two and a half years ago, you as a body of believers characterized Life Church as, okay? 
Uh, then we talked about our weaknesses or, or uh, those things that were, were internal issues that, that maybe we could work on. Um, and uh, those went like this. Uh, there was uh, an understanding or a sense that the people of Life Church were geographically spread out, meaning that we were coming from different areas, not only of the city itself of Sioux Falls, but actually from outlying communities around Sioux Falls as also. So there were people coming in and still are uh, coming in from, from uh, around the, the community. Um, we were numerically small. That seemed to be a weakness for us. Um, and then this one is interesting. Uh, this is a weakness, but it also came out as a strength as well. And that is that we were closely knitted and that that can be tough to come into. So when you're a small group and you're really knitted together, it can be hard for people on the outside to come in and, and fit into that. Um, one of the weaknesses of, of Life Church was that uh, there were loose commitments on the part of, of the body. Um, and uh, uh, busy. We were a busy church, doing, doing a lot of things. Our people were also very busy in their lifestyles. Uh, there was a need to grow. Um, we had space issues two and a half years ago. Uh, there was not enough space to do all the types of ministry that we wanted to do. Um, and then uh, we had had a youth group prior to that period of time, but we did not have a youth group then during that particular meeting, and so that was also a weakness that we had no ministry to our youth. Um, there were some opportunities that were spoken out in the meeting as well, uh, and one of those was to, to give the life of Jesus to people who desperately needed it. We felt like that was a real opportunity for us in this neighborhood in particular, that we would be able, we have that, that opportunity before us, not necessarily knowing the strategies for that, but we had that opportunity to be able to, to give the life of Jesus to others. And the second opportunity we felt like we had at that time uh, was that we could bless the neighborhood, that there was ways of physically and spiritually blessing our neighborhood, and so we needed to, to figure out the strategies for that. Um, however, there were some, some things that we felt that were threatening uh, to, to be able to do that, and uh, one of the things that we felt threatening as a church for us was that, that our small numbers uh, could, uh, in a sense, cause us to feel very overwhelmed by the magnitude of what we were trying to accomplish or what we saw as the needs as we looked around in the neighborhood, okay? And we found it to be very difficult to pray uh, for the people uh, and even to gather and pray uh, at times because people were so spread out and so busy. So these are a couple of the things that we felt a bit threatened by is the 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 diversity of our people and them being all over uh, the city and beyond, uh, and, and that being a bit tough to, um, to work with. Now, out of that, all of that information that I just gave to you, then you gathered uh, in groups, and then we had a time of sharing just openly in dialogue, but you concluded four areas uh, that you would like Life Church to focus in, and then there were some sub 
uh, headings under those four uh, as well. But the four areas that came out that we most wanted to look at and strategize about things that we could do to make Life Church stronger and better and more effective and growing was number one was communication. We felt like that we really needed to work on the communication, um, the, the informational flow uh, within Life Church. The second thing that we uh, put on the list was to know and to be known, to get to know our neighborhood, our area where we wanted to have influence, uh, but also to be able to be known within the community, to have a good reputation and for people to be able to know that we're a place they could come to uh, and uh, that they could be ministered to. The third thing that you felt was important out of that meeting was that of facilities, that we had the facilities uh, that we needed to be able to do the ministry that we felt we were going to do. The fourth thing that all of you came up with, the pastors were not in agreement with you on this, was a community garden. Uh, We tabled that one right away, but you persisted, God persisted, and uh, so the community garden came about. Now, what I'm going to ask David to do is come back to you and take those four areas and break them down just a little bit for you and talk to you about what we did do, what we didn't do up until now, okay? Yep. Okay, so we have a little visual aid because I know that's a lot of information. Um, And this will be important later on as we go, too. This is 2012 Unfinished Business. Um, And so we took these big things that that we felt God led us to, that were on your hearts, and we said, okay, how do we make these things happen? What are the things that are doable and feasible? So let's talk first about communication. What do we do to improve our communication? Well, the first thing we did is we came up with the weekly e-blast of announcements. which was something that, that I think has helped us become more connected. Um, one of the big complaints was not everybody knows when something's happening and often ask, well, why didn't I hear about that? And so um, we established this e-blast. And the other thing, the other challenge we found on the other side of that was we didn't have everybody on the e-blast list. So then we came up with a connection card that we were using weekly in the service and announcing, hey, if you're not on the, on the weekly email list, please fill out a connection card so we can follow up with you, put you on the list, and let you know about things going on in the church. That seemed to eliminate most of those complaints. Um, additionally, we, um, we launched a, a Facebook uh, page which I thought was really helpful initially and, and uh, really cool to see a lot of our pictures and things that were going on um, in, the, in the church service, especially uh, on Facebook. But that didn't seem to be a, a number one thing where people went to stay connected with what was going on in the church. And so the Facebook page has sort of fizzled out a little bit um, since that time. Um, Additionally, there's a couple people that don't get emails, and so Pastor Bill will usually print out a hard copy of the announcements and put them out in the open area out there on, on the info table. So we try to cover everybody in every way that we can to make sure that they're getting the communication for what's going on. Now, some of the, some of the things that we thought um, or that came up in the meeting that could be additional helps in this area were identify a contact person that, that um, maybe runs the communication port of, portion of things. An event coordinator was brought up by a couple people and actually received several votes uh, to have somebody organizing and communicating about the events and sort of heading things up so that it, it wouldn't fall on the pastors or, worse yet, fall in between people and, and things would just kind of get dropped. 
Um, and then lastly, a volunteer coordinator. We looked at um, having somebody oversee all the different volunteer areas of the church. Um, those are things that were not implemented, so they go on the unfinished business list. But lots of things were, and I think today, two and a half years later, our communication is um, 100% better than it was. So people are finding out about things in the church, and that's a good thing. The second area, know and be known, um, is another area we worked on in several ways, but I think there's a lot left to do. Um, the outreach events, we continued to improve. We've tried several different strategies to invite our neighbors to our events, and we don't really know because it's hard to get feedback, but we don't really know exactly why they come or, or how they get invited or, um, or the result of certain uh, strategies for getting the info out. Um, we do know that a personal invite is the most powerful because we've seen a lot of people that get, have a personal conversation come to our events. Um, prayer walking was a, a strategy that we tried uh, and, and used for quite some time. Jack led a group just about every week for over a year, wasn't it, Jack? Um, and we do less and less prayer walking now, so maybe that's something to consider as we, as we go into our small groups here soon. Um, follow up and follow through from these events is an important thing that we really have to become better at. And again, there's a challenge there because we don't easily draw information from our guests, from the people that we interact with. So um, following up with them is very difficult. A lot of times they'll give us a number, it's disconnected. Um, or, and that's the only piece of information we'll get, or an email and you never hear a response back. So that piece has been very challenging, and we're always talking about how we can do follow-up and follow-through different. Um, additionally, we've talked about education opportunities. And one of the things that we did, um, or learning about this neighborhood, this community that we seek to reach. And so one of the things that we tried in this past year was the initial launch of a LifeHouse, which um, that was going to be, you know, in part uh, to just learn about this community and, and get to know this community better. Um, and so that's going to be something that we dialogue and talk about. How could we do, um, you know, missionary has been suggested, missionary to this neighborhood, or an additional uh, kind of LifeHouse sort of uh, concept, um, because we want to learn about the, the difficulties that present themselves in this community. Um, there's lots of people of, of different uh, ethnic backgrounds. There's lots of people with different addictions uh, that are very specific to this neighborhood. We're actually the neighborhood that draws the most uh, inmates directly out of prison, because they can find people that rent to them here. Um, so we should know these things about our neighborhood. We need to know what exists in this community and in the larger community of Sioux Falls for these people, and what are the gaps that we could maybe fill in? You know, Pastor Bill and I are constantly asking ourselves, are we trying to do something that's already being done better? Um, because we don't want to be doing something that's already being done better. We want to just come alongside those people and help them keep going or, or do it even better than they are. Um, so those are some things to keep in mind. Facilities. We updated the facilities. I think a lot of good work was done here. And by facilities, we, we didn't really discuss building projects so much back in 2012. We just discussed how do we improve the space that we have and make it functional and usable. So we knocked out a half a wall in between Pastor Bill and I's office. We moved in together and made it a combined uh, children's ministry space so that we had a toddler room and an infant room, which worked out great. Um, additionally, we put up a wall in the, what was known as the coffee shop area or the little kids area. And now that has become a student ministries room combined with a little kids ministry room on the other side. That's made this space really usable for all the different ministries that we have. Um, although there is pressure because we tend to grow out of one space um, pretty quickly. You know, the toddler room is getting really full as our little kids are growing up. And um, 
So we're constantly faced with those kinds of issues. Um, oh, what else did we do? We, we actually had a meeting with some architects uh, not too long after that to discuss what can we do on this property now that we own both the land to the east and the west, uh, what's feasible, what would be um, some good ideas. And they said before we would actually uh, put together a full proposal, um, or they would put together a full proposal, we'd have to pay them to do that, and then there would be additional charges if we wanted full consulting. Um, so that's something to consider, that as we go forward, you can't do anything without meeting with architects in this city. It's just a must. And so um, that was something that we started the preliminary stages of, um, but didn't get too far beyond that uh, in there. Uh, we did get cameras up, um, and we, we did some further organization of the building. So the trailers organized, um, the, uh, the kitchen area and, and the utilities room, you could call it, or Dwight's area, we call it, um, is organized. But we don't have any storage. We're at the max capacity for storage. And so that's kind of an update on, on those. And then last but not least, the community garden, um, which, like Pastor Bill said, we were sort of tabling that, but it went great. Uh, it's the only thing on the list that was actually really done and done extremely well. And uh, we're looking at how to improve the, the gospel going along with it. But um, there could be additional suggestions you have. We think it's just been a fabulous hit and, um, and plan on continuing it. So those are some of the uh, unfinished business items from 2012, and that's kind of where, bringing us to where we are today, which now Pastor Bill is going to talk about that a little bit further. Um, I'm going to give you a handout here. Get that out. Okay, we had, uh, I, I think, from my perspective, a really wonderful participation in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, this was, was a, just a really great time for you to not only uh, seek God for Life Church, but you also, uh, many of you who gave us a synopsis, uh, began your synopsis with uh, a, a wonderfully full disclosure of what God was doing in your own heart. Uh, and that seemed to be like the beginning place for almost everyone was first, let me tell you what God's done in me. Uh, and then there were the things that God spoke to you about Life Church, um, and and so we want to kind of bring this to you in that same sort of pattern. Uh, so before we get into all of these, if you would just do me a favor and just turn that page over, so you cannot see the list for a moment, and let me just talk to you for a moment. Um, it is an absolute, essential, proven reality that we will be much more effective ministering to other people if we are whole ourselves. All right? That is just absolutely essential. And, and so I, I rejoiced as the synopses started to come in, and even as some of you started to talk to us in our office with meetings about what God was doing in your own heart and how he was just basically bringing you to places of, of brokenness or repentance or, or dealing with, with sin that you haven't dealt with yet really in a, in a real intentional kind of way. Uh, all of that really, really wonderful stuff. Um, and so what I want to do for a moment is I, I want a, a testimony 
And, and I won't, I'm going to ask Kayla to come up and share. And I, she came in and shared very beautifully her synopsis with us. Uh, and, and a lot of that was some very transparent places in her life that are very broken. Uh, but I really loved and appreciated her response to me and how she was dealing with that. And so what I want to do, and I think it's the right response, okay? I think it's the right response. Um, and uh, and, and I, so I would like for her to take you there and show you how she processed what God was doing in her heart and then how she worked her, her way out of that with God and where she is standing today uh, so that she is capable of doing good ministry uh, for the body of Christ. Okay, so Kayla, will you come and just share for a few minutes here? So if you will, just listen out of your heart here for a minute. And then what I want to do is I want to pray for us as a church uh, when she's done. So with the fast, that first Friday um, was a really long day in like a lot of good ways. But then as the night wore on, um, I was at a wedding and had seen um, just, it was a wedding where I was surprised. I stood with the bride and the groom and heard a presentation of marriage, which is so far from the gospel truth. And it just broke my heart to see how my friend and her husband were entering marriage thinking that they could fulfill one another and that that marriage was it, that like this was their ultimate happiness and all of the bad things were going to be fine because they were married. And um, the night went on and I was reminded of a broken friendship of somebody who I very, very much so want reconciliation with, but um, just firmly believe that God is asking me to wait on that, that this time around it's not my place to um, pursue answers and to pursue um, just a restored relationship. And then um, later that night I went home to my parents' house and saw my mother who um, was has been an alcoholic for 14 years and had experienced freedom from that for a small season. And I went home, and she was drunk, and she introduced me to a five-month-old baby who may or may not be my niece, and nobody seems concerned about who this baby is. Like, her mother dropped the child off with my mom, who was probably intoxicated at the time, and she doesn't know my mom, but she left her baby with my mother, and this sweet little girl named Natalie doesn't know who her parents are, and my brother doesn't care, and... So within a span, like a span of six hours, it was just like all of these things just hit me. And it was a really hard night and a really hard next day and a really hard day after that. And as you can see, these things still, none of these things have been fixed. My friend and her husband still have a relationship where they think they can fulfill each other. My mom still drinks. My brother still doesn't know if this girl is his child and doesn't care. And regardless, this child doesn't have a super loving family who knows Jesus, whether it's my brother or somebody else who's her father. And I still don't know why my friendship with this person isn't what it should be. And so um, as I continued to wrestle with these things, um, I was just so frustrated because I was like, not only is this happening, but here I am fasting. And this just makes everything harder. And... Um, just knew that this wasn't it, that um, 
it was really, really cold at the same time. And so I was reminded of winter. And I was checking my phone, thinking about how I had to work at Starbucks really early the next morning and saw the wind chill and that the wind was coming from the north and our Starbucks window faces north, so it's really cold. And um, just thought to myself, winter is never going to end. Like, it's always going to be winter until until Jesus comes back. Like, spring isn't coming. And um, as I thought that, I was like, well, that's a lie. Like, spring always comes every single year. It may come in April, but, like, spring will come. And um, was just reminded that I was kind of in that place with all of these hard things in life that I thought, like, these things will never end. Like, none of these things are ever going to get better. Um, But then I was reminded that in the same sense that spring is coming, that redemption is coming, that even if um, none of these things change, that um, before Jesus returns, like, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back, and he's going to set the world right. And that I, I have the freedom to hope that he can change these people and he can work in their lives before he returns. But regardless, no matter what the fact is, like the end story is that Jesus comes back and he sets the world right. And there's beautiful freedom in being able to hope in that. And as I continue to want to cry every time I talk about these hard things, like I can still grasp onto that ultimate vision that Jesus is coming back. And we have the freedom as a community with all of the different hard things that we were hit with throughout fasting that like ultimately Jesus is coming back and he's setting the world right and he's going to rule and reign and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so thanks for listening. Amen. Um, David says, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. And that is where our hope is. It is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is what we look to. So in, in where you have been wrestling with God in this prayer and fasting, I want to pray for you that this morning that hope rises up in you. Hope rises up in us as a church. That we will be a church of great hope. And that in what we are doing, even in our planning, that our hope is not in the plan itself, but it is in the God who authors the plan. It is in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he will come again. And he will, as Kayla said, make it all right. In the meantime, we have a work to do uh, that he is calling us into. And so I want to just pray for us that God will do that in us this morning. So whatever you have wrestled with, could you in this moment... Just give that to God and ask God to renew in you a spirit of hope, to, re- to put hope inside of you that you are able to go forward and see the hope in these circumstances uh, that you may be struggling with personally and externally as well. All right? Let me pray for you. Father God, we are before you this morning as a people who long to love you and long to know you and long to experience relationship with you. But we also long to see the world set right. And we long to see injustices taken care of. And we long to see people uh, healed. And so out of these longings, we come to you even this morning. And we have fasted and we have prayed and you have shown us our own hearts. Would you heal these hearts that you have revealed in Jesus' name? 
Would you work deep in us a work that, that only you can do? And would you continually bring hope forth, God? By your Spirit, would you continually speak hope into the situations of our lives? Would you continually speak hope in the broken places and the difficult circumstances and the unknown situations? Would you open our eyes that, that we see through all of these things to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? And there would you help us that we would find consolation, that we would find even confidence and that this hope would renew us from day to day. Your word says your mercies are new every morning. And so even this morning, would you help us to appropriate that that we need so that hope rises up in us as Life Church, and that we live and operate and function out of that hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then, Father, through that hope, would you empower us that we may be able to serve in this neighborhood, in this community, and around the world for your glory and your honor and your praise. Amen. Amen. All right, take hope this morning, and uh, let's just get into some of this. Uh, before we look at, leave your sheet turned over. Before you, we, we look at that sheet, Pastor Dave's going to talk to you just a few moments about some, some strengths and weaknesses currently in Life Church. Okay, yes, this is time for you all to get involved now. We've been doing most of the talking. And now we want to turn the meeting towards uh, where we are now and getting uh, a real live time pulse of, of where Life Church is. So we want to do that strengths and weaknesses um, or strengths and opportunities, you might say, if you're an optimist. Um, putting, put, uh, we want to put a new sheet out there that says, this is really where we are today. Um, just like we did in 2012, uh, we want you to, to give us what you feel are some of the strengths and some of the opportunities for us to improve um, in Life Church. And so I'm going to run around with the mic so that those on the podcast can hear what you have to say. Um, and you can repeat things from the last list. It doesn't, if it's on the last list and you say, I think that bears repeating, go for it. Um, but, but then after uh, we do this little exercise, Pastor Bill's going to come behind with the rest of what was kind of in your synopses, and then you're going to get to break into small groups and talk about how do we make those things into doable things in Life Church. What, take what God has said and, and bring them to sort of to the, to the street. So um, whoever wants to start can start, and we'll bounce it around and, and pass the mic around so, so those listening online can hear too. Um, what are some of the current strengths and, and weaknesses? Let's, uh, let's just rapid fire, throw them out, and Pastor Bill's going to write them down as we go. I'll run. I think we started a really great kids' curriculum, and we've seen really strong teachers come forward in that. Um, and I think the teachers are in agreement that it's a good thing. Um, and then on the weakness side, we're running out of space, and... Um, we're not necessarily very effectively adding kids from our community in, so I think we need to look at that part. Absolutely. I think we've, we've had and we've really kept a sense of um, close community and people just feel loved when they come here, which is fantastic. And we're also getting to that point where we don't know people who come in the door. We have a, a lot of new folks, which is fantastic. Um, 
we are, uh, so, so our strength is that we are drawing people in through this love and through some, some good programming. Uh, we are also not ready, I believe, to, to go to that next level. Um, I just don't think we have the kind of uh, infrastructure, not just facilities, but also just kind of the way that we, we think to grow past, say, 125, 120, 150 people. I think that the strength is that the facility is functioning uh, efficiently and there's not a lot of debt, um, and we put it to good use. And I think the opportunity is that we're not visible and people don't really know what's going on here. And so, yeah. Yeah, people tell me all the time, where is your church anyway? <laughs> We've been here for over eight years. So, yeah, not very visible. These are good. Keep firing them out. Don't be shy. I think a strength is the preaching and the teaching. It's uh, centered on the Bible, and it's challenging and helps us to grow. Thank you, Elder Paul. I would add to what Paul just said about the strength of the teaching and the fact that we're not ever stagnant, where we're always challenged to grow and to to get closer to God in that teaching. I would say one of the things that is, that are working quite well for our church are life groups. I look forward to having life group every other week. However, one of the weaknesses still that we are not, we still have our guards up. We are not quite open in trusting each other, and we still have to get there. Once we get there, we'll be, we'll form that community we're longing for. Benaya, do you have something? He wants the mic. Um, I think one weakness is our system of church governance. We don't, as far as I know, have a clear constitution. Um, I don't know how elders are chosen. I don't know what the qualifications are. Um, I think they're kind of handpicked by you guys. <laughs> and I respect and totally trust you two, but I honestly think we have a system that could be abused in the easiest of ways. Um, so I, I think getting a church constitution of some kind on paper would be great. Good, thank you. We'll definitely talk about that. Okay. I think it's compassionate. One of the strengths. Compassionate church. I think a, a strength is that we are still, um, well, no, not still, but we are a busy church, and that's a strength in that the, the garden is going well, and we are, we are feeding and working with First Christian. We're communicating and working with other churches, in um, feeding people in our neighborhood, and, and, a, and a weakness of, of that is that we could easily overwhelm uh, this small body of believers in doing, in doing that work, because we keep seeing the garden grow, and, and great ideas, and then July comes, and, and uh, people are on vacation, great, uh, but the weeds don't vacation. 
It'd be great if we could find some weeds that did that, you know, introduce them. Anybody else? These are all very, very good things. You're hitting a lot of the big topics, even the topics that were in- introduced in the in the journals and the synopses. I was kind of said earlier, but I think there's great ideas for different kind of ministry opportunities, um, whether it's like puppetry and things like that. Um, but I th- think a big weakness still is uh, planning and communication with all those things. So. Uh, events and maybe some of the ideas that we had like in 2012 that maybe weren't discussed fully with the whole church or something and so we could have had more input or something um, more support maybe I don't know so, so I think it's all those things Um, I Well, if it's a specific um, opportunity or something that we went into that I felt like wasn't discussed very well, it was the mission house. So that was one thing that I think struggled because of that, because sure. of that weakness. Thank you. Um, I, we're really attracted to how informal and kind of, uh, I think, flat the organization is. In the church, I think uh, a great opportunity is that, and on to Corey's point, is that maybe we could look more strategically about partnering before we go out and launch an event. Is there somebody who's already done this that could say, you know, in this neighborhood you need to be doing, because we look really white and we sound real middle class. And that's it. It's good. It's a good thing to realize. I see, uh, as was mentioned before, a strength of we are drawing in more people. And I'm also seeing young people come. And I'm, I'm beginning to see growth and leadership in some of those young people. And that is a powerful strength. I think this kind of goes alongside that, but just that there's a willingness to let a multitude of people lead um, and encourage people in doing that. Um. Did you get that one on there, Pastor? These lists are getting long. This is great. We didn't know how many things we were going to get, but this is excellent feedback. Other suggestions, strengths, weaknesses. Yeah. I think it's just incredible how loving and caring and uh, welcoming this church is. Like, I've only been going here for two months or so, and I've just made a lot of connections already with a bunch of different people and just very welcoming from the get-go. So that's definitely a um, strength. Can I ask you a question, Christian? Okay, so back to Nathan's point. So, um, you know, th- we are seeing a lot of new faces. How long do you think it took you to to say, boy, I really feel welcome in this loving community um, or feel like people knew who you were and, and stuff like that? Okay. Yep. Cool. Excellent. 
but it's something we do need to work on. Because I don't know. If I look out and I'm like, whoa, where'd all the people I know go? You know, and, and there's a lot of people that we don't know, and that's a great thing, but it makes me feel uncomfortable, which you know, may go back to uh, having a system that, that is built around that. Maybe if I can clarify my earlier comment, I think our strength is we have incredible pastoral care, certainly from our pastors, but also from other people. I mean, just lots of people stepping up and greeting and saying hello and bringing people in, doing follow-up. Um, we're, we're kind of at capacity right now, if I can be a little dramatic. I, I don't think we can take one more person and have that same high quality. Uh, like We're going to have to change some stuff to, to get it to that higher number. That's a great point. What, you know, a team can only care about so many people until that structure changes. So it's good. Um, other other comments, uh, strengths, weaknesses? I'm just going to add to the overall comment that I think the two of you do a wonderful job of leading the church, but I do think if something would cause us to lose either one of you, we'd be in a world of trouble due to logistics and the number of things you carry and the number of people you care for that, that I'm not certain there's other people who could step in. If you, were, if you got ill, God forbid, who would step in and care for those people and know who you were caring for? So I think there's some structural things we can work on in that. Yep. Well, thank you. And that, that goes back to Christina's point, too, um, of church governance and those issues will definitely be talked about today because um, it's a really important things. It's important to know that you're taken care of now, but it's also important to know that if we're both on a plane or driving in Pastor Bill's Jeep, and, and that's a real possibility, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, that, that if that ends, and then you're taken care of in that situation, too. You know, all good families have that in place, and a church family should as well. Uh, sorry, but, you, you know, you know, God, we pray as we, as we get in the vehicle. We're like, Lord, you know, we're going to lunch, but this is in your hands. <laughs> so, other comments. These are, these are fabulous. And I appreciate you're willing to risk, you know, and, and say some of these even tougher things, because that's really what makes us better. It doesn't make us better to get together and just say, wow, you guys are so awesome. And we know we're not that awesome. Uh, we know that we're not doing a perfect job. We know the church has things that we need to grow in, and these are, this time is for that. So thank you for being honest and, and willing to open up about these things. Yeah, Corey. Um, they're both strengths. Um, I would say uh, one strength is that our church is very um, theologically open. I mean, we're theologically led, and I think uh, we have a lot of different voices who are speaking into that. Um, and we're not making it like a, another god or anything either, so it's really informed us um, in our theology, and I think that's a good thing. Another thing is we're still a generous church, um, and I'm not talking about just the gift that came in or something like we're financially set or something. I'm saying that people are still giving, and we've had a lot of um, more needy people or whatever, if you want to say that, have come into our church, and we've still been able to help them and then do other um, uh, help with other ministries around the world, too, um, and then around our community as well. So I think that's a, a huge strength still. Speaking of that, you generous people, your giving statements are done, and they're in our office. So please don't leave without those. Others? Yeah, Andrew. I think this fits with... Uh just kind of the infrastructure uh, and, and, and just growth on not only numbers-wise, but, but just with each of us um, and, and together just as, as a body. Um, we, we, have this, we have this discipleship plan, um, and, and it just it lays out everything. Um, but I, I think 
overall we we're kind of lacking in actual discipleship um but but i think at the same time we have really good things in place um that 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 add that lead to to being discipled whether that be uh the life groups whether that be harp and bowl um the bible study that started up um and and different uh like the 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 classes that uh nathan and christina will teach um that that these things definitely add to discipleship um but uh we kind of lack um i think at times what does it look like for the spiritual grandparents the spiritual parents to um either get a group of spiritual teenagers or children um or or one or or whatever that all right i'm i'm gonna walk alongside you we are gonna do life together um and this is what it looks like to be a christian this is what it looks like to to have doubts to ask questions to seek answers to seek counsel um and and it's good and it's okay and 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 i want to encourage you to 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 continue to grow um where i i think some of that uh is is lacking yeah, and some of those things are encouraged in the plan, but there's not. Those things sort of happen organically a lot of times, or you hope that they will. And um, and maybe we just need to talk about how to foster that better. Good. How are your lists coming? <laughs> this is great. This is, uh, this is the most helpful 10 minutes in the last two and a half years. This is great. Okay. Let's be done with that. Pastor Bill's going to go into um, more about what God has said and in sort of the specific items of where God is leading us as a church. Because like that first component, like he said, was very specific to your own personal walk with Jesus and your, your level of pain. But then there was always a second component, which was what, what, am, what am I sensing God saying about life church? And that's what we're going to go into um, as well. What you're sensing uh, God has spoken to life church and, and what he's wanting to do. We'll, we'll rehearse these again, and we're going to put them up on the grid over here so you can actually see them as, as we go forward. So they will be a part of what, uh, what is going forward. Now, we already talked about what God did within us, within our own hearts. Now, let's, let me just rehearse a number of things that God has given us uh, through your time of 21 days of, of prayer and fasting here. And, um, and let's see what... Uh, Maybe how we're going to put this all, all together a little bit. We'll give you these, and uh, then after we do this, are we going to take a food break after, after this? So you get to eat some food. And, okay, after the breakout. Okay, gotcha. You'll have your little breakout, and then we'll do that. Okay, I'm going to give you these, uh, and uh, you all have the sheet, so then you're going to go out and do your breakout sessions and have some discussion time about these things that God has spoken to us, all right? David and I went through all of the synopses. Thank you so much for your, just your honesty and your openness and, uh, and for, for really seeking God on behalf of Life Church. And uh, I think some really, really great things came out of this. Uh, the first thing that came through uh, was building and facilities. There were a lot of you who had, uh, and it's come up this morning even uh, in some of our opportunities, but a lot of you had... Uh, some sense of God speaking to us about uh, working on our building, our infrastructure, uh, but also doing some other things that, that would be helpful to us in terms of 
maybe being known in the community, uh, in doing outreach, those kinds of things. Uh, those things centered a lot around the idea of lighting outside of our church. Our church is very dark. Uh, many of you who have helped with the uh, October outreach know that once it gets dark, uh, the number of people who are coming into the building for the outreach is just it just drops off dramatically. Uh, you can't see our building uh, at night uh, when it gets dark. Uh, so lighting outside the church was one of the main ones. Um, several people uh, talked about keeping the building updated and, and looking at how the facility is utilized and if we need to do internal things to make the building even better. David gave you a number of the things that we did do, like him and I moving into one office, taking down a wall, putting up a wall, those kinds of things. Apparently there seems to be a sense that there's more of that that can be done possibly uh, and looking at that and then just the general upkeep of the building itself. Uh, several people talked about a digital sign uh, somewhere on the property. Um, obviously that would be a, a good thing. We could announce uh, events and let people know times and things like that. Um, we would have to uh, first see an architect to find out where we would be doing anything else we would do on the land so we would know exactly where to be able to put that because that would be um, a fairly expensive item uh, on the list. Uh, tools and facility to do his work. Uh, several people talked about uh, we really want to just know and see that the church is set up so that we are capable of doing the things that we feel like we want to do or that God is calling us to do. Um, a big one was also parking, parking facility or a parking lot uh, for us uh, on, on the property. Um, another was hiring a janitorial staff person, someone who could actually do the cleaning instead of it falling on uh, Pastor Dave to do uh, cleaning here. He has agreed to do that very graciously, and we pay him uh, uh, to, to do that. Uh, but that's not what he is here to do, is to clean the church, all right? Uh, he is here to preach the gospel and teach and, and counsel. And so uh, if someone else could take that, possibly that would be. And I'm, I'm, that, I'm sharing you my heart, and that's coming across as my heart, but that was the heart of the synopsis is what I'm telling you now, okay? It's not, I'm not just, I'm not giving you me right now, even though it sounds like me, and it is me in that particular situation, okay? I admit it, all right? But, but this is what came through in the synopsis, okay? Um, and then the possibility of landscaping around our building to make it a bit more inviting and appealing and updated uh, looking. Um, a few of you got quite specific about a few of those things, but in general, it's, I think you desire to have a good building. Uh, you desire to have a building that looks appealing and attractive on the outside and is inviting for other people. You want to invite your friends or even someone, a co-worker or whatever to come. You want to be able to invite them to a nice place to come in and, and to worship. And you want to be able to enjoy and be effective with inside the building uh, to do the ministry that we do. So... Uh, building and facilities, number one. Number two, the neighborhood. Um, several, several of you talked about uh, the neighborhood in detail. Uh, one of the main things was that there is authentic life within the neighborhood from Life Church, that we're not just a check-in, check-out group who just comes on Sunday morning, but somehow how do we connect more with the neighborhood and have a very authentic life with people in the neighborhood. Again, the Mission House idea came up again of doing something like that, possibly as having someone who is a full-time missionary that is paid uh, by the church or salaried by, by 
we, Life Church, to work solely in the neighborhood on on the behalf of Life Church to reach out into the neighborhood, uh, both doing things like finding out what the needs are, but also ministering to the people in the neighborhood. Um, another one that came through in a number of people's uh, synopses was the idea of lifers, you and I, people moving into the neighborhood and actually living in the area here uh, around the church. Um, also investing in uh, equipment to do the outreach so that our outreaches are done really well uh, when we are going outside of the building, that we have the equipment that we need to do that. Um, also, a research committee, individuals in Life Church who would gather for the purpose of doing research in our neighborhood to understand what are the kinds of challenges and obstacles that we face here in this neighborhood in doing ministry, what are the, the problematic things within our neighborhood, like alcoholism or, or drug addiction, sex trafficking, uh, and then what are the community uh, organizations that are able to help with some of those so that we're not duplicating or missing an opportunity to work with someone else within the neighborhood uh, to do ministry together. Um, and then uh, several people mentioned uh, cultural sensitivity to the nations, uh, realizing that when we go into our neighborhood, we are going to the nations, that there are many people here from many different nations around this church, and having a cultural sensitivity to those people outside life church, meaning understanding their culture and why they may behave the way they do or make decisions that they make or don't do things that maybe you would think that they should or would do, uh, understanding the obstacles and language barriers and things like that, but also being culturally sensitive inside of life church, which it came up a while ago, I think, that we are still quite a white uh, church, uh, but uh, even in our worship services, presenting our worship uh, in a way that is more culturally inviting to others uh, who live in the neighborhood. Um, and yeah, that's neighborhood. Okay, then personal struggles and healing. Uh, again, we addressed that as a theme because that was in almost every single synopsis that, uh, you know, we, I struggle. I have issues. I uh, am, am dealing with things in my own life. Again, wanting you to be whole as you do ministry. Um, several of the things that came up about that was that we ha would have more personal prayer ministry, ministering to people. Uh, we do have uh, a prayer team who prays on Sunday morning, but would there be more opportunities for people to receive prayer ministry in Life Church? Uh, ministry workshops that would deal with issues that people are struggling with in the body of Christ, where we can come in and uh, we can gain understanding um, and, and be ministered to in those workshop settings as well. Uh, it was also brought up that Life Church uh, should be more like a hospital uh, in that we should be open and uh, a place where people in the neighborhood feel that they can come and that they could get help or, or be, be helped uh, in their, their process. Um, then pursuit of God came up. Um, this one was um, unique to me, I think. I, I, di I didn't quite expect this one to come up in, in as many synopses as it did. Um, but there was a lot of discussion about uh, God calling us to deeper prayer uh, in particular. Uh, but also several people spoke about 
Bible studies, uh, being able to offer different Bible studies at different times, uh, even people offering to do some of the Bible studies. And, of course, Nikki's Bible study is phenomenal, but it's Tuesday nights, and that's the only time it is. So not, not everybody can do Tuesday nights. So uh, we, we definitely heard that. Um, then um, in community discipleship, in that there is uh, some way that we would be able to, to develop the sense of community more among us. And I think Andrew might have tapped into that just a little bit with his comment for an opportunity. Uh, that, that discipleship is happening within the context of community life, within Life Church. And so we are growing in, in that way. Um, and then uh, opportunities to do spiritual disciplines together. And uh, you obviously uh, affirmed that through 21 days of prayer and fasting because so many people got involved in that and really enjoyed not only the prayer but the fasting aspect of it as well. And got very creative, by the way, with your fasting uh, in some really, really wonderful ways. So uh, doing spiritual disciplines together as a body. The, uh, the fifth area that, or the fifth theme that came up for us was that of community. Um, a lot of uh, comments about authentic in-house community. How do we develop community more amongst ourselves as life church how can we do that we obviously have the life groups and there was a lot of affirmation about the life groups but people wondering because we are very much uh, coming in on Sunday mornings and then leaving uh, how do we develop that sense of community together um, and and out of that also participating in the life of the church in other words um, the, the, the comments was much about uh, feeling God calling us to, to be committed, to be uh, uh, involved in the kinds of things that are going on in life church, that to, to actually be there and be a part of, of those kinds of things. The last area that uh, was, was kind of an overarching theme uh, from your synopses uh, was that of church growth. Uh, there were several things that, that sort of seemed to fit maybe in some other areas, but there were a few things uh, that just seemed to, to, to stand out as church growth uh, things. Uh, one is two service times of going, uh, if we're going to grow in this building, uh, we would need to look at more than one service time so that we can continue to uh, get people in. We do have an occupancy limitation issue with the city, uh, obviously, and we have only a certain number of chairs, and we have the building logistically the way it's laid out. So these are things that if we are going to grow, it would be one of those things that, that we would need to talk about. Um, and then are we ready for architects and consulting? Do we want to, to revisit that area? Um, and and have uh, a, an architectural firm come in and help us and guide us through looking at how this building could be remodeled or expanded or where we would build if we built something on this property uh, beyond what we have now and how that how that would would lay out and some cost factors and things like that. Um, uh, the idea of an expansion committee, a, a committee of people rather than the pastors having to shoulder the burden of that would there be a committee of people who could look at what would it be uh, that life church would need to expand and to grow uh, staying here in this 
uh, building and utilizing this property. Um, and then ministry assessment, some means of assessing the ministries that we are doing, investigating in the community and among other churches, what are some other ministries that are out there so that we indeed are not duplicating the ministries that are already being utilized. Um, a good example of this for us, to, to just kind of draw a parallel here for you, is we, um, we, we do ministry at First Christian on, on the second Friday of the month. It's a dinner. We cook the food. We serve the people. Uh, but the banquet also has a dinner on Friday nights uh, and serves a, a lot of the community and probably does it better than, than we do. I mean, I don't think anyone cooks better than Mark. Uh, but as far as as the uh, the response from the the neighborhood, it, it has waned over a period of time to this a very small group of people. Is that really the best use of our time and money? Is there another way for us to reach those same people, but reach them in a different way, meeting a, a significant need in their life that actually helps us to help them more than than duplicating something that someone else is doing? So follow the the thought process there okay so ministry assessment where we look at what we are doing and maybe what is needed in the neighborhood what we are not doing bringing that into play as we plan ahead okay those are the major things you have the sheet of paper you can take that with you you're going to break off now into groups all right you are in a group there's a spokesperson for each group group one two, three is in the middle, and this is four and five back there where my wife is sitting. Uh, If you can quickly just get to your group, and if you who are the spokesperson will uh, sort of start the, uh, the dialogue, you're going to discuss these and bring your discussion back to the table for us, uh, and we'll, we'll hear from you once again at that point. Yes, yes, can you prioritizing uh, any other thing you want to talk about, clarification of what these are, what they might look like, you know, for us as a church. Um, this is where you, you start to bring shape here, okay? Does that make sense? It's on the list. You should be on the list. No, you were on a list. You were, you were on a list from the very Andrew, way over in the far corner over there. Okay, everyone, we're going to go around and we're going to start over here with group one and just ask their uh, spokesperson to give us um, a few highlights from the things that you sort of distilled down 
And uh, we'll go around to each group, and after you're finished, uh, you can kind of let those things set and go grab some lunch. The lunch is out. Um, grab it as quickly as you can and then return back to your seats because we're only going to allow about 10 to 15 minutes for lunch. And then uh, we'll get into some more discussion and dialogue about these things. So uh, group one, take it away. All right. So we, we had stuff in with the building facilities, neighborhood, and then pursuit of God slash church growth. Uh, with the building facilities, the, the big question we asked was, uh, what does it look like for the church to be more inviting um, and, and we thought a big part of that would be uh, certainly uh, improving lights outside around the building. Um, the possible look for, for color, for artwork on the outside of the building, um, just as, as a, a more welcoming way. Um, and also for, for looking at, at additional storage, um, either added on to the existing building or... You know, trailer, an additional trailer, just another another place to put stuff, um, and and a lot of uh, parking is parking would would be come in handy too, especially in the winter as as snow takes up more parking space, and and we just have more and more people coming, um, and if there aren't enough spaces to park, uh, oh, well, I'll just keep driving. <laughs> um, so then, with the neighborhood, uh, we we really love the idea of of the research committee. Um, so that uh, any assumptions that, that we have about the neighborhood would be cast out, uh, and instead we would have this very sound uh, foundation of what are the needs of the community, what, uh, what's going on in the community, uh, what are the programs that are meeting needs um, that we can partner with, and what areas are, are not being addressed at all that maybe we could develop needs, uh, develop programs or, or just areas to, to reach out into those. Um, and then we pursued a God and church growth kind of put together uh, very much in this idea of, of discipleship um, and, and being rooted in, in God, rooted in and just firm relationship with, with God. And uh, there, there needing to be uh, some sort of like structure or, or framework um, to, uh, to, to what, what discipling would look like um, for those who who uh, desire to be uh, those who disciple um, and, and, and who, who should be discipling others um, and to be able to, to be paired with um, those who, who are looking for uh, a mentor, who are looking for uh, someone to disciple them, someone to walk alongside them. Uh, so, yeah, there being a, a structure, a framework there um, that it's not just all you know, willy-nilly um, or, or confusing or uh, having months of, of no response to um, this is, I, I need a disciple or someone to disciple me. Uh, so those are kind of the things that, that we had. All right, group two. I'm pretty sure that they had somebody spying in on our conversation. I mean... Honestly, we had very, very similar things that were our bullet points. We've, we talked a lot about building and, and the functionality of our building, and uh, the word softening the edges kind of came out as, as a, a theme with that awareness of where we are, whether that be a sign, doesn't have to be digital, but just something that people would know that we are a church. Um, and then, I mean, just even talked about like a mural on the side of the building. So, I mean, it was very similar conversations to what 
these guys were saying. And then we also talked about the, the neighborhood mission house and the research committee was kind of uh, mentioned, talked about as, as a good idea. And then mentorship within discipling, having some of that generational, whether it be, you know, the grandpa and grandma Christians mentoring the different generations of Christians in that um, and, and just being more intentional in that discipleship and in that mentoring process. So very, very similar to what that group said. Thank you. All right, group three. We quickly talked about the building and agreed on improving the lighting and working on the janitorial issue. Um, we spent our, a lot of our time talking about um, figuring out ways for us to be authentic here and then how does that pour out into the neighborhood in ways that are not intimidating. Towards the end of our discussion, we came back around to what are those things that we can invite people to here. We talked about the mission house and how as a church, a mission house is a great idea and then how are we all engaging in supporting that or running activities in connection with that and maybe broadening the thought of a mission house isn't just one or two people living there. Um, And then it came back to having really true discipleship programs here that are um, something you can invite people to, whether it's topical workshops or other activities. Did I miss? Okay, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, group four. So we talked about basically all the same things. We were in agreement that the things on the building facilities list is a good list. And we didn't really discuss a whole lot other than the possibility of the sign on like the corner of 11th and Grange. And then when it came to the neighborhood, we talked a bit about the mission house and the possibility of a full-time missionary, but without having a specific house that they would just be a person on staff who focused on those same responsibilities without the house. Um, and then the idea of that person working part-time at some place in the neighborhood, like a grocery store or something, so that they're able to make connections in that avenue as well. And then the idea that that person could potentially fulfill some of the roles of like an event coordinator, that naturally with things happening in the neighborhood, they would be able to help facilitate some of that. And we talked about how the Mission House and the Research Committee are very connected and how the Justice Committee might even bring in some of those Research Committee, like, same findings. Um, We also talked about discipleship and the idea of a mentoring program and making it easy for people to have mentors within the church. And, um, yeah, those are most of the things we talked about. And the ministry workshops was a good idea thing that just we didn't talk about because the time ended. So somebody was like, good thought. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Last but not least, group five. Okay. Um, we discussed that all of the things in our, the, in the lists were pretty much in the order that we thought they would be good as far as, um, uh, if you wanted us to prioritize things under the list. And probably lighting was one that we hit first because of the uh, how you see the church and the darkness in the evenings. And then we moved a whole lot more to growth of the church. 
and um, what what the building is at capacity and that the church is very effective at the capacity that we are at. And if we do choose to grow, that's the biggest question um, is if you want to, are you willing to put in the work uh, required to grow? And and that means um, two services, and that means a worship team that's willing to double up or pastors that are willing to double up. And that means that opened, that did open up time for discipleship between the services. That's a good thing. And um, we talked about uh, mentors and how do you assign mentors in order to grow. And what does that happen? How does that happen? And how do you make that effective? Do you say, well, we've got a single female willing to mentor. She's got to mentor every single female on the block. What do you, you know, what do you do? How, how, what does that look like? And, and how do you divide that up? And we talked about um, uh, our pastors being wonderfully focused wonderfully on counseling and growth. Um, But how do you relieve some of the work that they're doing? Um, Jan is a fabulous asset. But how do we we relieve some of that counseling? Awesome. Great discussions. If the... um Spokesperson for the group would just give us your notes uh, while you eat. We're just going to kind of peruse through those and make sure we didn't miss anything that's going on the final ballot here. Um, unless you wrote something bad about the pastors, then maybe just keep it. But otherwise, we, can, we would like to get your notes. And then you're free to go grab lunch and head right back in here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to do a really mean thing and make all of you get up and go to your groups again. We really want to try to respect your time today and have you out of here by 1 o'clock. So we need to get rolling on the next section. And the next section is, where are we going? Um, looking into the next five years, but also looking into the next year. And how do we put all these things together? So this next breakout session, we're going to give you about 10 minutes just to talk about, is there anything we're missing? We've got some good lists going, the 2012 unfinished business, things that we might want to raise again and, and work on again in a, in a new way now, um, opportunities that we brought up. These are, these are deep concerns on several people's hearts, but really good things raised in the strengths and opportunities section. And then bringing together what we feel like God has said in the last 21 days of prayer and fasting, we want you to come up with... Um, is there anything else that we're missing? And, and so talk about these things and then throw out, um, I think we need to have this on, on the list. And then after we do that, we're going to come together and you're going to vote. And so each of you has six stickers. And so there are lots of different items to choose from. I know there's lots of great things that we could do. But we, as, as the ministry leading, our leadership team, we really want to know what rises to the surface um, and that doesn't mean that we won't do it if it's not a top vote getter, but we just want to know what are some of the, the first things that we need to look at. Um, and so you're going you're gonna to vote one time for any one thing. You can't vote all six stickers on one thing. I appreciate that you might want to do that, but only one time per item. 
and you can vote up to six times. You don't have to use all your stickers, but if you'd like to, go for it. Um, so uh, I'll announce the time to vote, but we're going to give you about 10 minutes in your groups to talk about, is there anything else we're missing? Then we're going to go to each of the group spokespersons and say, is there anything else you want on this list? Anything that we're missing? Because we, if, if, if it's a thought that you have, if it's an idea, we want it on the list so we can see if it's on other people's hearts. Um, it might be the thing that we really need to do. Okay, so anything that we missed from 2012, our current opportunities, and the 21 days of prayer and fasting, let's get together in our, in our five groups and for about 10 minutes just talk about is there anything else we need to get on the list before we vote, and then we're going to have some time of analysis of the results. So uh, get into groups. Anybody that doesn't have stickers, we have more stickers up here, but you should have six stickers at your spot to kind of bring with you. Okay, if you will, uh, give me your attention for just a moment here. Uh, we'll kind of describe the, the, the next step for you. This is where you get to vote, so you may uh, need to go back to your table and grab your, your little stickers before you vote. As David said, you get six votes. Please don't duplicate your votes, all right? Uh, let me give clarification to one area that uh, Christina brought up. She brought up uh, the Constitution, or a Constitution, and then our group over in the corner talked about transparency uh, of the, the government of the church or that Constitution. Um, j- just so you know, as you're voting for that, we have a Constitution. Uh, a lot of you maybe have not read that, apparently, uh, and uh, it's, it hasn't been just sitting out. Uh, it will be available at the members ma- New Members Matter meeting. That's one of the things that we put into the New Members class was to have everyone be able to take the Constitution and read it and, uh, and ask their questions about it. Also, the elders are in the process of trying to take the Constitution that, that they wrote several years ago and revise it article by article uh, to see if there are things that we need to do to make the Constitution better. So any of you could get a copy of that Constitution, and maybe we'll try to have them, uh, not a promise, but maybe tomorrow we could even have some of them available, or if you, if you ask us, we could at least get one for you. Uh, so that you could see it even tomorrow if you wanted to do that, okay? All right. Uh, Was that the only one for clarification? Okay. I think we're ready for you to vote, so this will take a few minutes, but you get to take your stickers, and you get to come up, and you get to stick them on any of these areas that you feel are the top six vote-getters of importance for you and for Life Church. okay? Let's vote. Okay, everybody, give me your attention for just a, a couple of minutes here. Um, we're going we're gonna to try to get you out of here r- real quick here, but I need to, I need to kind of wrap things up and, and sort of close off this portion of this thing. Uh, today is not uh, something that is standalone and we're done here. We're not done. As a matter of fact, we're only just beginning here. And this whole process is not just for what we're going to do now uh, uh, in, in the immediate moment, but this is a strategy that we're developing um, to, to give us direction for the next five years beyond. That's why we call it 2020. 
So it's, it's, it's some immediate things we're going to do in 2015, but it's also things that we're going to be doing beyond that. And here's what I want you to understand. Because you voted for a few things, it doesn't mean that we narrow that list all the way down to four or five things, and we don't do the others. It simply means we're hearing your heart about what is the priority. All right. And so we as a church are going to look at these particular things. Some that came up very strong, obviously, is lighting outside of the building, um, a, a framework for discipling someone and a mentoring program, um, a research committee, hiring uh, a janitorial person, uh, an expansion committee. Uh, global missions came out pretty high here as well. There, any one of those, there's a lot of discussion yet to be done uh, in, in, in those, okay? So um, those, are, those are biggies. Uh, there are others, though, that are equally uh, powerful in terms of the list, and uh, you voted on a number of them that maybe are secondary things that we need to be looking at, so that's ongoing. They, they may not get as immediate attention or as quick attention as some of these others, but they're very valid. You voted, and we want to, we want to hear that. Uh, building updates, parking lot, church government, a mission house, theological training development, authentic life with neighbors. All of these are huge. Those are big, big important things, all right? And so we look at them uh, over this period of time, uh, this is going to require, and I saw it happening even as you were voting, a number of you voted for certain things, and you immediately found yourself in the company of one or two other people, and you started already talking about how we're going to do this, what, what, what's the strategies, that sort of thing. And so that's where we want to go next, is talking and dialoguing more and more about these things uh, but all of us obviously taking ownership here, okay? Uh, there may be a few things on there that didn't get a lot of votes that maybe are just things that we can just do very simply and very quickly, and they will, they will be helpful, all right? We don't discard those things, okay? So you're following what I'm saying here? Now, now comes the work of, of really laying out this strategy. Um, and, and we would like to be able to invite you, many of you if you want to, all of you if you would, to enter into some more dialogue along the way here. We will have some other, other opportunities to dialogue and talk about these things in greater detail. Maybe you would want to be on one of these committees. Maybe you would want to be a, a bit more involved in that respect. Uh, so hopefully you will be able to do that. You can commit to that, okay? But today, uh, this, is, this is amazing. This is really awesome that we have come to this place to see this on, this, on these papers. Uh, these paper, these posters, uh, they will be up for a while so people can look at them. You can look and think and peruse them a little bit more, maybe count the dots if you want to or whatever. Uh, but ultimately, beyond that, that you start to think about how we are going to do this. How are we going to implement these things in life, church, or what needs to be done? What are the next steps? Where do we go from here? What is next for Life Church? given what we now know? All right, given what we now know, now we're going to, going to get understanding and figure out where do we go from here. Okay? You want to say something? Um, everyone's invited to stay after. It's one o'clock, so we're going to be done. Stick to our time frame here. But everyone's invited to stay after for food. There's plenty of food left and just further dialogue about these things. We'd kind of hope to have a conversation that would talk about implementing these big things, but I think what we'll do is, like Pastor Bill said, just um, bring in the data and, and work with it for a little bit and then um, see as some of these bigger things float to the surface how we want to go uh, uh, forward with implementing them. So uh, we welcome you to stay after for a while here and just eat together and, and talk about some of these things, but otherwise I think let's be done. 
Sure. Let me pray for us, and then we'll, we can all go and, and uh, discuss these further or, or head out. And if you didn't bring any money and you brought your kids, no worries, because we are going to pay her. So um, that will, she will be paid and she'll be taken care of. So. <laughs> it's a great church. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you so much for each and every one of these of your followers that has gathered here today uh, with great concern and care for your church. And Lord Jesus, this is your church. And you've trusted us to uh, love her and to bless her and to push her forward to make her exactly what you want Life Church to be uh, in this community, in this city, and to all those people around the world that we are called to bring the good news. Uh, that you've come, uh, you've lived, you've died, and you've risen again for them so that they can come home uh, to our great God and Savior. Father, we pray uh, over them now as they go that you would bless their conversations, uh, that you would continue to birth uh, vision and ideas and um, strategies into our hearts and minds, and that um, this would just be the beginning just opening up the conversation again, Lord, about what you want to do. And so may we be sensitive to your Holy Spirit as you continue to to lay things on our hearts. Uh, We love you today, and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, go in peace. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming.